Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Now, Brown Girl Self-Care is a space and platform of intentional healing, growth, and abundance, specifically curated for black women. I want to go ahead and let you know that today's episode, I'm going to be talking about insecurity. Uh, A while ago, someone had reached out to me and just said, hey, can you talk about insecurity? And I'm like, absolutely. So I definitely want to talk about that. So I'm going to be sharing just my experience with just dealing with all of my insecurities, which I've actually had for a very, very long time. And I'm going to give you a few things that I want you to consider if this is something that you experience as well, because insecurity, being insecure can definitely hold you back in life if we aren't careful. And I really feel like my insecurities, excuse me, kept, helped me, uh, kept me away from just this sense of freedom and liberation And I'm not doing that anymore. Like there are certain things that I'm really just being very mindful and intentional about. I'm not saying that thoughts of being insecure and all that stuff don't come up. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that I don't still struggle with it. But I have just really, as of late, in the last minimum last year, uh, specifically when it comes to certain things, been very just intentional about what I'm just not going to to do anymore, like what I'm not going to entertain anymore. And so being insecure uh, is definitely one of those things. So we're going to be talking about that. So um, I just want to invite you into the space. I want to let you know if you want to grab some water, some tea, light a candle, get your journal. If those are things that are within your, your bandwidth right now, then please go ahead and get that. There might be some really good takeaways for you. And um, yeah, I'm just glad that you're here. So now before I get into today's episode, I just want to let you know that starting uh, at the end of December, I'm going to be offering a six-week, let's call it a session, a six-week session for Black women who really just want to start 2024 on a solid note. Um, A lot of us are in this space and season, excuse me, where we are really just 
getting our glow up on and we're blooming and we're learning about ourselves. We're inviting in more self-awareness and in being just very intentional about ourselves, our spaces, our experiences, the people around us, etc. And so I really just, I'm going to be doing something uh, definitely in, in, in the new year. So I want to invite you along with me on this journey. Uh, I'm still fleshing out the details. But I can promise you this, it is not anything crazy. It's not anything complicated at all whatsoever. Think of it more so as just a space to show up and be yourself and to have open conversations for six weeks in regards to things that are going to help us just continue to bloom as black women, okay? So this is um, being offered on Patreon. You can, if you support my work, you can go to um, patreon.com or if you want to support my work, I should say, you can go to patreon.com forward slash brown girl self-care. I can tell you that there isn't anything in there right now, but don't worry, okay? Um, because I'm still working some things out behind the scenes, including the fact that I promised that I would have my journal uh, out to you in time for Black Friday. And I'm just holding myself accountable, holding myself, my feet to the fire. That did not happen, not because I wasn't working on it, but I don't know if you recall, initially I said I was just going to do a blank journal where you just, you know, with a very pretty cover and then it's just blank on the inside but then something inside of me shifted and I was like, you know what? That is really not what I want to do for my first offering. So y'all, I am in the process of completing a journal. It's still a journal, but it's really a journal around radical blooming. And there's going to be uh, 50 journal prompts in there that cover anywhere, anything from like joy, peace, liberation, self-love, uh, even some space for you to think about just your future self. So I will have that completed by this week and then I have to get it uploaded and go through like whatever the Amazon process is. So my prayer is that it is done in time for before Christmas. Okay. So just know that it's, it's in the works, but I just really, something inside of me said, no, sis, not a blank journal. Like I still want to offer like blank journals and things like that, but I didn't want that to be my first thing. I've always or I should say in the last at least two or three years, it's been on my spirit to like start doing more written stuff. I'm not really, though, I don't feel like I'm like a writer, writer, even though for some reason I feel like I'm supposed to be writing a book. <laughs> so I said, you've been tossing around this idea for like journals and journal prompts, which is something that I do. You know, I talk about how I journal a lot and um, I'm like, this is something that you need to do. This is something that you need to do. And it really takes time, y'all. Like it really, this is not something, well, maybe there are people that can put together like 50 journal prompts and something really quick and um, bada boom, bada bing. That isn't necessarily my my strength as of yet. Um, so I'm really putting care into these questions. <laughs> so um, I would say I'm about 80% done with these journal prompts and with this with this journal. And so my plan is to have it completed by the end of this week. And then um, get it into Amazon. And I, I have to figure that part out. So this is all very new to me. But again, how I mentioned before, like I'm just really being very intentional about the things that I do. That includes the things that I do with Brown Girls Self-Care. And so, yeah, your girl's over here really working and really doing her best to um, support you. All that to say, okay, all that to say, if you want to support my work um, and you want to also just be a part of this six-week experience 
um, that starts on December 31st. In other words, just being in a space with me and other black women as we kind of talk through some of these things over a six week period. Then um, again, patreon.com forward slash brown girl self care. Okay. All right. So let's talk about um, insecurities, y'all. Insecurities. I don't really have any notes in front of me. I'm just going, well, I have a few, a couple of things, but not really like notes, notes. So my prayer is that God helps me to keep this very like <laughs> streamlined and on point because y'all know I do be talking. All right. Okay. Whew. I had to take an inhale and an exhale on that one because insecurity is like, it's, it's a really big thing. And I know that if I have struggled with feeling insecure, there has to be other black women that feel the same. Like I, I, I know that there are other women out there that have dealt with this at some point in their life. And actually, just so you know, in case you're not aware, I know that everyone online is perfect, right? I know that everyone online, like the people that we see that are like really big in social media and like uh, celebrities and people in powerful, <clears throat> excuse me, positions and things like that. They live these perfect lives, right? But I'm going to tell you something. Everybody deals with insecurity. I don't care if you're in high school, if you're in a nine to five, if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, if you're famous, if you're not famous, if you're wealthy, like you got money, honey, or if you're, your coins are a little tight right now. I don't care who you are. Everybody experiences feelings where they are doubting themselves or they're doubting like, am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Can I really do this thing I want to do? Or can I really be the type of person I want to be? Or do I really like myself? Am I likable? You know, just those kind of things. Like everybody has experienced that. I don't care how smart you are, how amazing you are, how rich you are, how, um, whatever, popular, whatever. Like I, I that, Everyone at some point, at some time, has felt insecure. Now, don't pull my black card, y'all. Don't pull my black card, but I've mentioned this before. <laughs> I have not, you know, I haven't really watched all the insecure episodes. Because, um, first of all, I think it came on HBO or, or Cinemax or something. Is it still called Cinemax? Or am I dating myself? Is it called Cinemax, y'all? Anyway, I, I think it came on HBO. I'm not even sure, but your girl didn't have that channel when Insecure was popping, <laughs> okay? Um, but now it's, I think it's on Netflix, and I've, I, I think I've gotten to season two, because I had never really watched Insecure, and that's a cra- and it's crazy because, first of all, can I just say that Issa Rae is, she is absolutely... First of all, she's obviously she's funny as hell. We know that. I'm getting that. We, we know that already. That doesn't, I don't even think that needs to be said. What I was going to say is that Issa Rae is absolutely freaking gorgeous. I love looking at black women. Okay? That might sound a little weird. I'm sorry. But I there it's just something about, especially a black woman that's doing her thing. Okay? I'm not saying you got to be doing your thing, but especially like a black woman that's doing her thing, whatever her thing is, and she is just operating in her zone of genius. Like, come on. Right. And then on top of that, like she is so her skin is just like chef's kiss. Her skin is gorgeous. Like Issa Rae is a beautiful woman. 
And so I really enjoy watching Insecure because she's just so pretty. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a weirdo, but she's absolutely gorgeous and she's super funny. And so your girl, but your girl hasn't had a chance to finish it. But I love the fact that she did Insecure, an awkward black girl, which I I know, y'all, I'm holding my head in shame. Don't pull my black card. I haven't watched all those episodes either. Um, but she, to me, like... She and, and by the way, Insecure in Inglewood, that's where I was born and raised. Don't get it twisted, okay? Don't get it twisted. Born and raised in Inglewood, California, West Side for Life. So even that was just like, wow, they are really putting Inglewood on the map with this show in, in Los Angeles, obviously. Um, but I digress. <laughs> but um, just the fact that she, she took what she feels or felt inside of her and made that like made it okay to say, hey, I'm a nerd. Or I don't even know if she says that, but I feel like she's nerdy. I don't know, but I'm a nerd too. But like, hey, I'm a nerd. I'm going to show up. Hey, I'm insecure. I'm going to show up. I'm going to really let you get a little peek into how my mind works um, and just show up, you know what I'm saying, and put it out there. And I think she really helped to make that idea of just being this quirky, insecure, obviously black girl, just making it more mainstream because as we know it's just like if you're different if you're showing up in that way even not even just a black person just in general just being very awkward or insecure and things like that life can be a little tough (laughs) life can be a little tough so I really appreciate uh what she brings to the table with those two shows or those two those two outlets anyway am I still on topic I think so but the point of it all is listen everybody okay e-r-r-y everybody feels insecure at times all right maybe you're in that season right now maybe you're not and maybe maybe generally you don't feel insecure but there's like one thing you know what I'm saying that's just like oh man I'm just so not satisfied or so um unsure about this one thing but everything else is popping you know what I'm saying there there's there's layers to this baby there's layers to this I can tell you that I have been insecure for a for a very long time. I'm not really going to go into the backstory of it all. Listen to previous episodes. I've talked about different things in regards to like my childhood and how I felt about myself and um how I used to think I was like just 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 different things. Th- that's not the point of this episode, but let me tell you. Like I know for a fact that I was insecure. One of my things and there were a lot of things that I would do, <laughs> but one of my things, a memory that stands out is um my brother, who, um, um, excuse me, passed in 2017, when we were kids, and I was seven years older than him, by the way, so I had to be, had to have been maybe like 14, 15, you know, them teenage years, they're rough, so he was probably like 10, no, if he was, he was maybe like around 10, so I was probably like 16, 17, somewhere in there, I don't know, anyway, the point of the story is, he used to call me Miss Clairol, okay, he used to call me Miss Clairol. No, I'm, I know I'm dating myself. I don't even know if Clairol is still a thing. I have no idea. But back in the days, Clairol was this brand. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like hair care products specifically. Like, um, what's it called? Hair dyes and stuff like that. 
And he called me that because I would be in the mirror a lot and I, I had to have my hair look a certain way. Now, for him, obviously, he was just a dumb kid. <laughs> so he was just saying stuff because you know how little brothers are. They're stupid, right? So he was calling me like Miss Clairol and stuff because he was thinking that I was like vain and things like that. And it wasn't that I was vain, y'all. Or I don't think I was. I don't re recall having any vanity back then. It wasn't that I was vain. What it was was that I felt so insecure about myself. I, I didn't like myself. I felt uncomfortable in my own skin. I felt like I was just so different from everybody else that I went to school with. It was just something wrong with me. That's how I felt. And so one thing that I did have, obviously, was beautiful hair. My hair was absolutely beautiful. And, um, I mean, it's still, it's still cute now and everything, but you know, when you, when you're a young lady, like, or when you're, um, in your teens and your twenties and stuff before all the crazy hormones and kids suck the life out of your body <laughs> and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like when you're still youthful and your breasts are perky and your skin is still smooth, your hair is popping, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, my hair was just very, very thick and... It could be long. It was just it was just thick and it was long. And um, I was just in the mirror really trying my best to pull myself together. So like every time he would see me, like if I was in the mirror a lot, he probably was thinking, man, this chick is always in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't even that. It was the fact that I I would study my face. I, my facial expressions, I would look at my hair, it had to like lay a certain way, or if not, I didn't feel pretty, I didn't feel attractive, and if my hair wasn't straight, again, this was in the 90s, okay, listen, I don't even think natural hair was like a thing in the 90s, your hair had to be relaxed, fried, dyed, and laid to the side, I'm, I'm trying to think here if natural hair was in, like when I was in high school, I don't think it was, and I didn't have a perm. Like I didn't I didn't get a perm, my very first perm until I was like maybe 20 or 19 or something like that. And thankfully my mom didn't even allow me to do that, but I was getting my hair done all the time. But I don't think natural hair was a thing. And so since I didn't have a perm and you know how hair be sweating out, right? Um, if my hair wasn't looking right and I had to go to school with quote unquote nappy hair, for example, I would be mortified. I would be mortified and I would just feel so like unattractive. So like, I can't even describe it, but again, insecurities come into play. I'm thinking there's something wrong with my hair. There's something wrong with my face. There's something wrong with my body. I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too brown. I'm not going to even get into colorism. Okay in this episode, but these are the things for me and other things as well. But those things just immediately jumped out. Um, it was just like, I was never, ever really satisfied with the way that I looked. Never. There was not really ever a time in my life where I felt attractive. You know what I mean? And I know people may be thinking, oh my God, da, 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 da. This is my truth. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what the world sees on the outside right? It's about how you feel about yourself and the inside. And if for whatever reason, the messages that you received during a specific time really weren't nurturing who you are as a person, wasn't really nurturing your individual gifts and talents and things like that, the way that you needed to have them nurtured, you're going to be most likely just someone that deals with insecurity and, and, and not being able to accept yourself and really seeking external validation, 
Does that make sense? So that was me, just a walking human, a walking bag of flesh that really, really was insecure. And when I think about it now, and of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. We all do this, right? Man, I was such a smart kid. Promise you, I was such a smart, such a smart kid. And honest to God, I was freaking pretty and did not even really understand that. Not that, and here's the thing, it's not that being pretty is everything because it's not. But when you're a kid or you're a teenager or a young lady, of course you want to feel pretty. Of course you want to feel attractive. You want to feel like, you know, you're just beautiful in every way, inside and out, right? So if you're not getting that feedback or you're, again, insecure about yourself, who you are, about your abilities, just whatever, it's it's hard. (laughs) It's very, very hard. So yeah, Um, but insecurity can show up in so many different ways. It could be um, just something else that I do, and you may identify with this, is like having to, you're so insecure about yourself that you have to justify what you're going to say before you say it, because you think it's going to be stupid. You think people are not going to take it well. You think people are not going to understand how you're trying to communicate it. You think, do you feel what I'm saying? So it's just like, for example, if you're in a conversation with a group of women, and this is not my strong point. I'm just, I'm just leaving it all here on the table for you here. Okay. This is real talk. But like when I'm in a group with other black women and not really more so these days because I've done the work <laughs> and I'm still doing the work and this work might need to be done forever until I pass away the ripe old age of 90, 95. But yeah, I'm doing the work. So not so much now, but it can still pop up. But it's like when I'm in a group of black women And in my eyes, everybody has it going on except for me because, again, hello, I'm insecure, insecurity, insecurity party, insecure party of one. You know what I'm saying? If we're having a discussion and these women are saying these things, just every regular everyday things, like if we say, well, how can we think about how about we're we're brainstorming on, um, I don't know, what, what. I don't know. We're brainstorming on something. And these women are given ideas or things like that. First of all, I'm putting them in a power position because I'm so insecure. And I'm like, these people, these women, they're above me. They've got it going on. I have nothing. I am nothing. These women are everything. I am nothing. This is what the brain says, okay? Um, So then I have an idea. I have something I want to say, but I'm so insecure. So when I start to speak or when I I finally wait until everybody else stops speaking, right, um, then... I'll say something like, um, this might sound crazy, but how about dot, dot, dot? Or, mm, this is probably stupid, but, you know, just, I'm just going to say it anyway. You know, some of the words, it's like you're put, you like you're, you're so insecure. You're so unsettled in yourself. There's the found, your foundation is basically dust, you know, that when you want to speak up or say something, your voice, you feel small. You feel, you feel, um, I don't even know what the word is, but you just feel small within yourself, right? And so you're just like, in other words, you're like apologizing for even existing. You're apologizing for having, for, for giving your idea. You're apologizing for sharing or you're, you're like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but really what, and, and when you do this and when I do this, it, what you're really saying is, hey, I don't love myself. I don't accept myself. I don't see my worth. I don't think I'm valuable. I, I feel worthless about myself. 
You know what I'm saying? That's, that's basically how I was showing up to the world, if that makes sense. So, like I said, I've definitely been doing the work because, and, and I've said this before, like the, every time, like every, every, every season, every year, whatever, like I'm, I just step into a new version of myself. And I'm just so thankful for the old Brie, older versions of Brie and how she supported me and carried me along the way and continue to just allow me to get out there. And it's just like every, every version is just a little more popping. It's a little, she's a little different. She's just, she's a little more like secure and strong in herself. Right. Um, and that just takes time. It takes awareness. It takes reflection. You know, it, it, it really takes you being intentional and saying, I, I understand this is how I am, but I also understand I don't have to be this way anymore. I'm allowed to evolve. I'm allowed to change. I'm allowed to like show up and, and stop allowing the representative to, 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 um, take up so much space in my life right? That's kind of like what I had to do. I had to make a decision, y'all. I had to make a decision that said, I'm not, I'm not going to be that version anymore. And it's okay for me to change. In fact, I think I told y'all this before, but I have this, you know, those little, um, not a whiteboard. I have that in my bedroom too, but those, you know, those signs and you put the plastic letters on, it has like the felt background. Anyway, I have one of those in my bedroom, and actually, I need to go ahead and change it for the month of December. I haven't done that yet. Before the month of November, it said, uh, I am allowed to change, and I have it across from my bed on the opposite side of the room, and when I wake up in the morning, if I look over there, which nine times out of, nine times out of ten, I do, because <laughs> that's where the bathroom is on that side, um, I see that, and it's just a little reminder that I obviously, I am allowed to change. I'm allowed to grow. I'm allowed to bloom. I'm allowed to evolve. I'm allowed to step up and embrace the newer version of me. I'm allowed to try new things. I'm allowed to have different thoughts and feel differently. And, and, and just, I'm allowed to change my life. I'm allowed to change my life. I don't want to die being an insecure version of myself because I feel like that will be a life that is not well lived insecure Brie, um, or an older version of insecure Brie would never ha have done some of the things that I've done, has never, would never have tried some of the things I've tried, would never have thought and, and taken action on some of the things I've thought and taken action on, right? And it's just like baby stepping yourself every step of the way, because it's, it's, it, it requires something from you to no longer be, or how about this? It requires something of you to say, okay, I have these insecurities about myself. And maybe it's something that you list out so that you can be very aware of. Because again, like I said before, being aware is a part of evolving and changing some of these things. But it's like, okay, I realize I'm insecure, but you know what? I'm, I, I might still have these insecurities, but I'm not going to allow them to stop my life. I might have these insecurities right now, but I don't have to own them anymore. I don't have to allow them to take the front, the driver's seat of my life anymore. Does that make sense? That is a decision that I had to make. Like real talk. I hope you understand because that part of me is, it's still in here. That part of me is still in here. Uh, and and I'm, a bunch of other things are in here too. that all make me amazing, but I do still have insecurities. But the difference is that 
I, I am not allowing them to dictate what I do or who I am anymore. I've wasted so much time doing that. So yeah, I still have insecurities. I still feel insecure about the way I look, but I, I, and I feel insecure, for example, about my body. Honey, I feel insecure about my body. Like the boobs ain't boobing. Well, the boobs are still boobing, but they ain't as, the, the tatas ain't as perky. The booty is not quite bootying. I got a, a, a fupa. <laughs> is that what they're still called? Like, but here's the thing. In spite of all that, I'm still learning to embrace who I am and to love who I am and to show up for myself and to say that it's okay. I don't have to be perfect. And, 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 and just doing other things daily. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because Again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smoothen a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. 
My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Daily, including getting into the gym. And hey, shout out to me. Your girl lost two pounds in the, in the month of November. Yes, she did. Your girl lost two pounds in the month of November, and that may not sound like a lot, but I don't care. I'm so proud of those two pounds that I released. Like, you cannot tell me anything. Your girl lost two pounds in the month of November, and I did it by working my ass off in the gym all November, okay? I think I I worked out, I think I, I took six days of rest, five yeah, maybe six days of rest. I don't have my calendar in front of me. So I worked out like 24 days in the month of November. Okay. Which equals what? Like five, six days a week in the gym or or five, like five days or something like that. And it's not just about the weight loss. That's important for me. And I can already see changes in my body. But it's not just about that. It's it's kind of going back to this, this confidence in being insecure. Sometimes you're insecure because you haven't done anything yet to be confident in, right? I'm not saying that you have to do all these actions to feel good about yourself. It's not that. But sometimes we need, we need like receipts. We need proof to say, oh, girl, you can do that. You or you or you did that. Ain't nothing else going to get in your way because you can, you, you, you done proved that you can do X, Y, Z or you started doing X, Y, Z and you were scared to do that before, but you were doing it. So what's the problem again? Like that's one of the reasons why I go to the gym. It's not just the weight loss. It's definitely also about the health, honey. It's also about the health, like the health of my body is so important to me these days, but it's not just that when I, when I take action, I'm activating something in me. And when I'm activating something in me, there's less room for insecurity. It's like it's 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 like tag teaming my confidence and it can just go up. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to do something to to show yourself that, yes, you may have certain insecurities. I have others. (laughs) Um, But. Sometimes there's actions that you can take that really help you to see that you're freaking awesome, right? And I want to let you know that sometimes the insecurities that you have, you may not be able to do anything about them. For example, (laughs) I've talked about this before. Your girl has Fred Flintstone feet, like they're flat as a pancake, okay? I have the flattest feet and they overpronate. If you saw my feet, like no one would ever... (laughs) Wait, hold on. No, you know how people, I'm sure there's like OnlyFans and they have their feet on, on um, like people pay for feet or something like that. Well, maybe there's a fetish for people with flat feet. I'm not sure, but your girl has flat feet. My toes are cute, but your girl has a flat feet, flat as pancakes. Ain't nobody paying for that. All right. But yeah, let me, I want to give you some things, some thoughts that I have in regards to I don't want to say tackling your insecurities, but 
just some things for you to think about. I'm going to give you a, a few things here. All right. So the first thing that I would say, and these are all things that are just coming from my point of view that I hope that you find helpful. Okay. But the first thing that I would say when it comes to insecurities is that you've got to understand what they are. You've got to be able to understand what your insecurities are. I think I mentioned before in this episode, in passing, like list out your insecurities. And if I didn't mention that, I want to say it now. Sometimes you've got to really just make it plain. All right. So you get your journal and you just take some time and you write out what your insecurities are, because if you are not aware of your insecurities, if you're not aware of your triggers, you are just going to continue going through life on autopilot. And when you are on autopilot, first of all, that is not a way to live. All right. That is not a way to live, black woman. But you're also going to feel stuck, stuck in your life because you're not going to allow yourself to try new things, to think new thoughts, to have new experiences because in your mind, because of your insecurities, your insecurities are going to keep you small. Your insecurities are going to continue to allow you to play small and to be small. And I can tell you with a million percent certainty, God didn't put you on this planet at this time in your body to play small, to be a less than version of who he created you to be in this season. Okay? But your insecurities, girl, they are going to keep you in your own little prison and ask me how I know. I think you already know the answer to that. <laughs> so you list out your insecurities, excuse me. And I know that there might be some shame around your insecurities. Trust me, I'm, I'm right there with you when it comes to like shame and stuff like that. But if we cannot bring these things to light, like if we continue to not be intentional, if we continue to hide away how we truly feel about ourselves or things going on in our life or things that might have happened to us, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're putting on this cloak of shame and it's not even your, it's not yours to carry. It's okay to remove that shame and that guilt and to free, if, if, and free yourself, literally free yourself from your past. A lot of us are carrying our past along with us every single step of the way. And that past is not allowing us to grow and bloom the way that we fully could because we're so bogged down with these damn insecurities. Again, ask me how I know. <laughs> I think, again, you already know the answer to that. So it's like embrace them. Like just call them out. Make it, make it, call a spade a spade. Put it out there. Okay? And... Something I want you to remember is as you're going through this list, you might be looking at it like, oh my God, I'm insecure about this. I'm insecure about that. I'm insecure about this. Da, 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 da. You might have a list of million, a million miles long, right? And you might be thinking like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? What's wrong with me? Why do I have all these damn insecurities, right? First of all, don't beat yourself up. Second of all, there's a book by Oprah and some dude, I don't know his name. They have a book called 
what happened to you? What happened to you? That to me is the better, better question. Because what's wrong with you? That to me is like shame and blame. When I was a kid, my parent would ask me that question. Because I would do some things. Sometimes they were out there. Okay? But I was a kid. And I was struggling mentally sometimes. But I would do certain things. And my mom, or, well, I already said it. She would be like, what's wrong with you? Now, mind you, she was someone who was just trying to survive. <laughs> raising two kids. Of course, being very frustrated about certain situations. Like if I got in trouble at school for being stupid ass. <laughs> right? But I got asked that question quite a bit, you know, and I, I, it's just like something you'll never forget. Like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Imagine hearing that as a kid a lot of times, right? But the better question is, what happened to you, friend, sis, black woman, girl? What happened to you? Because a lot of times there are things that we, and sometimes we don't even remember, Right. But there are things that happened to us, experiences we had, situations that we were that were we were thrust in. We had no business being in things that happened to us that we had. They had no business happening to us. Like sometimes things took place. And you have to ask yourself, not what's wrong with me, because, again, that to me is like a very shaming kind of question. But like. What happened to me? And when you ask that question. It, to me, opens up the space for reflection, for supporting yourself, for more self-compassion and understanding and love versus pointing the finger at yourself and just saying, you're this, you're that, you're a terrible person, da 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 because look at this list. You know what I mean? Because that is not what this is about. We are not making a list or even having any of these conversations as a means of saying that you're, there's something wrong with you. You're a bad person. You're this, you're that. That is not, that's just not what this show is about. Okay? But we've got to be intentional about understanding who we are, understanding our experiences, because these things, these insecurities, they didn't just come out of nowhere. Okay? You think a baby has insecurities like, like us? Absolutely not. I can guarantee you <laughs> for a billion kajillion packs of trident layers that there is no baby that comes to the world and just like oh my god I know I'm only like three days old but that baby in the other room when they were born their cheeks were not as fat as my cheeks so there's something wrong with me why are my cheeks so fat or how about if a baby's like thinking okay I was born I weighed 10 pounds but that girl over there in the bassinet she only weighed seven and a half pounds oh my god what's wrong with me or how about when they're taking the baby home, like the baby's going home um, to, from the hospital, finally with their parents, right? And the parent, the mom or the dad strapping the baby in the car seat, and the baby happens to look to her left, and she sees another baby getting into a damn, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, let's say a, a Land Rover or a Range Rover or something, but she's being strapped into a, <laughs> a Toyota Corolla. Is she saying to herself, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. I am a terrible person because why am I going home in a Corolla and this baby is going home in a Land Rover? My family is terrible. We are trash. I am so ashamed. No, I don't think that's happening. So I really feel like these insecurities, you know, these are little seeds that were planted in us and they just took they took bloom. 
right? And what happens, for example, when you have a garden, a beautiful garden, roses, sunflowers, lavender, um, all kinds of flowers. I don't know. But um, there's a little bit of weed in your garden. Maybe like there's a couple weeds, you notice them or whatever, right? They landed in, in your garden somehow. You don't tend to those things. Those weeds are going to take over your garden. I feel like that's just like how insecurities do us. If we don't tend to them, if we don't get our, get an eyeball on it and have a hard look and work to identify and address these situations, they're just going to continue to grow and spawn and they're going to continue to hold us back. So definitely, sis, I would encourage you to list out any insecurities you can think of and really just ask yourself like, Again, not what's wrong with me, but what what happened here? What was I going through at that time? What was my family situation at that time? Just exploring and asking yourself questions, right? Um, something else that I would say is you got to be able to celebrate yourself. You're not going to be able to change everything, and you're definitely not going to be able to change everything overnight. I'm telling you, healing takes time. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Healing takes time. It takes time. Okay? It takes time. I personally feel like I'm going to be on a self-love and healing journey for the rest of my life. It's not a one and done. It's not a one and done. But you've got to be able to see yourself for who you truly are and to celebrate yourself. Uniques, uniques, uniqueness, <laughs> quirks, and everything in between. Things that make you you. From the smallest things to the biggest things, you got to be able to celebrate yourself. And I don't feel like black women as a whole do that enough. And we know why. We don't want to seem like we're showboating. We don't want to, you know, like just a, there's a variety of reasons, right? There's a variety of reasons. We feel like, first of all, we all know that black people can just not be average <laughs> if they want to be, if they want to get ahead. We, can, we can't just be average, so I'm thinking that because we can't be average, anything, anytime we do something phenomenal or anytime we do something small, okay, I gave you both extremes, anytime we do something phenomenal, anytime we do something just regular small, it's like we just can't, we don't really celebrate any of it. We don't celebrate any of it. We do not give ourselves credit and we do not celebrate ourselves enough we don't celebrate our accomplish accomplishments enough we don't celebrate who we are enough we just don't do it and I feel like if you are in a, in a place of insecurity right now or your confidence is low or things like that you got to be able to celebrate yourself you got to be able to find the good in yourself there's everybody has something good about them and within them there's something there's something in you Okay, and again, this isn't just about looks, your external, but even your external, there's something about you that is absolutely beautiful that you are downplaying, you're not celebrating. I don't care if it's your legs, your eyes, your nails, your fingers, your hair, right? Everybody has something that's beautiful about them, and definitely on the inside, right? Especially if you're listening to this podcast, I already know you're smart. I already, know, I already know you're loving. I already know you're brilliant. I already know those three things about you. And I'm sure there's a thousand other things about you equally just as amazing. 
right? But it's like we don't celebrate ourselves. We just allow those insecurities just keep piling up and we just keep thinking that we're trash and we're not. You're not. You're not trash, okay? You may have had some trash things happen to you that were not your fault at all whatsoever, but you're not trash. You're not trash and life is still amazing and beautiful and absolutely worth living. And you are worthy of an incredible life, okay? Find the small stuff that you can celebrate about yourself. Find the small stuff. I don't care what it is. Let's just say, let's just pretend, okay? And I know this is not true, but go with me. Let's just pretend that everything else about you is ugly, which again, I don't believe that to be true. But let's say except for your nails, your fingernails. Let's say you have the most beautiful fingernails, all right? Celebrate that, honey, okay? Get your nails done. Make sure them babies is polished at all times. Have your hands popping. Find something about yourself where you can just say, damn it, this is amazing. Maybe you can read a book a day. That's amazing. Like you, I, I, I'm, I'm just going at extremes here. I want you to find something about yourself that you can celebrate. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're like, oh, that's too small. Oh my God. I don't care what it is. Start celebrating yourself. Start finding the good stuff about you to, to celebrate. Everybody has something in them that is absolutely amazing and beautiful. You're not showboating. You're not bragging. Honor it. Respect it. Value it. Celebrate it. Don't hide it. Okay? And the more you can start doing that, the more you can continue to, like, go to battle with these insecurities. I'm not saying it's going to make it perfect, but we got to be able to see something good in ourselves. Especially if you're, you're uh, for a bunch of your time, you're just like, oh, I'm trash. You got to find something right? To get this spark going. All right. Um, the last thing that I would say, I guess, is to, mm, the last thing I would say is just continue to grow. Allow yourself to grow, especially when it comes to your mindset. Okay. You've got it. And, and, and the way that you speak to yourself, we're going to have to start talk, stop talking to ourselves all kinds of crazy. We're going to have to stop talking to ourselves like we are not uh, these amazing beings. We're going to have to start challenging those thoughts that we have that tell us we're nothing. We're too this. We're too that. We're too quirky. We're, we're this. We're that. Right? You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to start addressing those thoughts. We're going to have to stop leaving these thoughts unchecked. You're going to have to start speaking to yourself from a place of love. You're going to have to start speaking to yourself from a place of, of uh, compassion. You're going to have to start speaking to yourself from a place of acceptance if you want to start to see some changes. You're going to have to start cultivating that and, and, and nurturing things within you that will help you to address these insecurities and to stand up to these bully insecurities because that's literally how I, like what I feel it is like it's just it's like a it's like a bully it's it's a bully inside of you that just keeps finding every opportunity to keep you down and hold you down so start addressing it as such 
Start addressing these thoughts that you have that tell you you're something that you are not. My insecurities would have me thinking all kinds of stuff, as I've mentioned countless times on this podcast, that said I was not good enough. I was the lowest of the low. And that is that can't be further from the truth. But you're going to have to start allowing yourself, your mindset. You're going to have to start uh, working on your mindset and, and really seeing your intelligence and, and really seeing your abilities and who you are and allowing yourself to grow so that we can stop bending at the smallest things. This is how we're going to live a life of abundance. Some of us are not even taking steps forward on these things that we know we're supposed to do. Because our insecurities insecurities are telling us, nope, you're going to make too many mistakes. And you can't come back from mistakes. Nope, you're not smart enough to do that. You'll never be able to figure it out. Nope, you can't do that. Nobody in your family's ever done that. You don't come from the right family. You can't do that. Right? We got to start, like, speaking life over ourselves and and... And allowing ourselves to grow. And if we do make a mistake, okay, I'm, I learned something there. I, I learned something, but I tried, right? And taking action. Again, like I mentioned before, I think I mentioned before, like taking action, which is why I go to the gym, because it helps me with my confidence. It really shuts down some of my insecurities. The insecurities, insecurities I say, oh, you can't change. You'll never change. You'll never be able to do X, Y, Z. You'll never um You'll never, uh, for example, look good in a bathing suit. You're too fat. Your, your thighs are too fat. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, the devil is a lie. And I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like taking action. But those are some of the things that I would say. Um, and on top of that, just being able to face, face, face these things and step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you may, it may be awkward. It may be awkward, it may be uncomfortable, it may be scary, it may be hard, but I promise you, if you just begin to address some of the insecurities that you have, um, things can change. And I want you to remember that, um, you know, it, it takes time. It takes time and it may take years to address certain insecurities and to feel like you kind of have a handle on it. But if you never, like, if you continue just to keep those insecurities hidden, you don't address them, you don't look at them, you don't, you don't take, start taking some action, you don't, like, um, shine some light on them, like, things are not going to change. What's the saying? Mm, the saying is, I think it's nothing changes until you change or something along those lines. That's something that I have learned the hard way. But insecurities are definitely a real thing for your girl over here. I want you to understand it is something that I'm working through and it's, it's not always easy, but because I want to live my life a certain way, I can no longer like just leave them idling, you know, and just letting them continue to, 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 to take hold of my life and take charge of my life and take charge of who I want to be or who I can be, I should say, and what things I can do and how I, how I can feel about myself and, and all those things. 
I've wasted many, many years, decades even, falling prey to my insecurities. And I'm not doing that anymore. Like, th this is something I'm not doing, obviously, now. But I'm and definitely not bringing this into 2024, period. I'm not. I don't have any time to waste. Time is too precious. And I'll be damned if insecurities keep me, you know, in a certain place. I, I'm not going to allow untruths to to become my truth and to to dictate how my story goes it's just not going to happen it, it did happen but it's not happening anymore so that's all i really wanted to say for now at least in regards to insecurities um hopefully the person that wanted me to talk about this is listening to the episode but that that's it in a nutshell so um if you have insecurities if you know that you want to um really just start your 2024 off on a on a better foot you can always come to my patreon patreon.com forward slash brown girl self-care and hang out uh, i am getting some things ready so there isn't anything current there right now, okay? I'm just making that very clear because I'm still finishing the journal. But within the coming days and uh, weeks, I'm going to be getting some more stuff up there. So we can go ahead and start this six-week challenge that starts on December 31st. So if you are serious about being in community with other Black women who are wanting to just continue to bloom and grow and have different conversations and be a part of something you know what I mean like if you're serious about that then I invite you to join me on patreon which again is um patreon.com forward slash brown girl self-care okay all right so that is it for this week's episode of the brown girl self-care podcast I'm so glad that you hung out with me for almost an hour today your girl was talking Sometimes that happens, you know how I do. But if you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear, feel free to email them to um, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, that's connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, at browngirlselfcare.com. And then very lastly, I will say, um, make sure that you go to Spotify and let me know what you thought about today's topic i read every single comment and question on spotify i'm not allowed to respond it doesn't do that but i can read them so if you have a comment or question in regards to this episode please um, go to spotify and leave it there okay all right so with that said that's it for the brown girl self-care podcast i love you have an amazing week ahead and i will see you in Patreon if you join, or I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Bye!